0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Darkcast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DCI is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about new and upcoming video games, as well as who they are and what they do behind the scenes. Today, we're talking to Ernani Rocha and Bashar Sada from the studio Turtle Juice about their first title, Fluffy Horde, a game that combines real-time strategy, tower defense, and a ravenous bunny horde. For more info about the game, check out the links in the show notes to this episode. For more info about the show, check out darkstation.com. There you can find the original Darkcast, as well as game reviews, previews, and features. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to Darkcast Interviews. I'm Jonathan Miley, and joining me today is Irnani Rocha. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yes, nailed it. Yay! All right. And Bash Saad?
1: Uh, (laughs) Close enough. That's Uh, closer than a lot of people would get it. Okay.
0: That's fine. How do you pronounce your last name? Shar Sada. Sada. Okay. Is that right? Sada?
2: Yeah, 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 right. yeah,
0: it's close. Cool. Okay, we'll, we'll just go with Bash. We'll go with Bash. bash. Yeah, i can yeah, say let's bash. Go with bash. Bash sounds uh. way cooler. Before it. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome guys to the show.
1: So glad to have you on. How are you doing? Good, 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 great, great. I mean, like you know, scary times for us. <laughs> two days in from release, but you know, <laughs> good as good as it can be.
2: Sure. I, actually, it's. One day, 13 hours
1: and 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now, now a bit worse than when you first asked the question.
0: <laughs> Not that anybody's counting down, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's 13 hours and 12 minutes. Uh, excellent. All right, well, um, before we get started talking about uh, the game Fluffy Horde, which... Uh, it's just the trailer for it is amazing, and that'll be in the show notes. People need to check that out if nothing else, because that's just that's just fun right there. Um, but let's talk a little bit about who you are and kind of what you do. So, starting with Irnani, um who are you, and and what do you what have you done so far
2: on Fluffy Horde? All right. So basically, I well, I'm from Brazil. I, I have been all over the place. I used to live in California for a little while. I live in many different cities uh, in Brazil. And I have a major in advertisement. So I'm, I was not in, into games, like, work-wise, ever. You know, like, I, I, I'm, you know, it wasn't my thing. But, you know, one day, like, I, I decided to pursue the dream and slowly but surely it happened. And I guess we will be talking more about this as the as the interview goes on. And basically, I do the levels, I do the production. But I, you know, over here everything it's very mixed. You know, Bash does the levels as well, Um we have a level designer that. Does the level, but he does a little bit of coding, and sometimes I do some of the sound effects. And you know, it isn't it? Isn't like we have separate boxes, and you you don't go in my box. Bash is Bash is in my box all the time. My box, my box <laughs> smells like
1: Bash. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will not neither confirm nor deny being in my <laughs> box.
2: Um. Yeah, the left
1: your underwear on my box yesterday, yeah, Bash. Oh dear. <laughs> See, I um, told you this interview would do it. So, That's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of not boxes, um, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, another. Really, I mean, yeah, but like you know, when you're when you're indie and you only have like a couple of people on your team, you can't really afford to be you know boxing and you know like separating things out. Like everybody has to do everything all the time. So, well, yeah i mean if i should go uh, what i do um mostly what i do especially right now it's uh, just the programming the implementation of everything um you know getting all the systems up for ernani and dangas and stuff to just really get in and you know go on the level design just giving them as many tools as i can to you know to have the freedom to do whatever the hell they want with the levels <laughs> um but yeah uh, but, but but you know like it, When we began, it used to be much less uh, compartmentalized. Like we used to be, you know, us, everyone doing everything. But nowadays, you know, when the deadlines come, you kind of, everybody has to focus. And yeah, mostly programming, I guess.
2: Okay. Less room to fool around.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. That makes sense. I mean, you you get down to kind of that finish line, and you just, uh, there's no messing around. You just got to do what you got to do, get the game out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Irnani, you said that you got your degree in advertising. Uh, how did you kind of make that transition from uh, advertising to game making?
2: Very good. Uh, in the thing is, I, I was never really. Um, after a while, I wasn't happy with advertisement. It felt like something that was really soulless. And I worked in different agencies around Brazil. And everybody was always miserable. Um, you know, like the work, work hours were crazy. The rewards wasn't there. And, you know, it was just a, a sad, sad place. Because what we are doing there is basically, you know, spinning the gear of money making. But that, that's it. That's the, you know, there is little joy there. So so I I kept questioning myself it's like so, what is my thing? What is my thing? What is my thing? And games crossed my mind here and there, but it, it was never a thing that was like oh man I'm gonna make it. It's like I'm gonna make a game. And and at one point I came across this article in Gamasutra Sutra that it, it said something like in order to have a game studio you ha- you need. $150,000, and I was like, fuck that, I don't have that money. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I completely gave up, you know, like for, after reading that, and, and one day, one day, um, I was smoking a little weed, and there was like this old sticker in, in the window, you know, it, uh, here's where the conversation gets a little bit mystical, it was, it's it saying something like, believe in yourself. And then, I know it sounds cheesy, but I was like, fuck that. Fuck that article. I'm just going to believe myself. And then things start happening from there. I, I put a word out that I was, I, I, no, no. First of all, I started to code a little bit, to learn to code a little bit. I, I did a prototype, and then this girl liked it, and then she came in, and then another dude liked it, and then he came in. And after that, we, we won on prizes over here in Brazil, like against, you know, like big shots from this tiny game. And, and out of the blue, like this one dude, just based on the pictures that we had out, he sent me a game based on that game I, made, I was making. You know, you, you hear all the time about fan art, but never about game, you know, fan game. These would send me a fan game.
0: Dude, what's Bash? Nice. Yeah. Very nice. That is really cool. I don't think I have heard, I've, I've heard a lot of different stories of how people kind of transition from, you know, outside of video games to making video games. And I think you're the first person that was like, I was smoking some weed and I was just like, <laughs> damn it, I just need to believe in myself. And that is awesome. I, I love that. <laughs> yes.
2: I, I, I need to get some more weed to accomplish bigger <laughs> things now. I'm running out
0: of <laughs> Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Well, Bash, uh, how about you? How did you get into the industry?
1: Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I just used to play a lot of games back in high school, so I decided to go into, like, university to study games, and... I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's just a fairly standard, went to university to study games, and I really enjoy games. Um, yeah, I just used to play a bunch of Dota, and apparently, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to play more Dota, and I thought I that, you know, what you did in Games University was just play a whole bunch of Dota, and that was just all fake <laughs> advertising, Um so yeah, that I got into I mean I got into game like the moment you start learning programming like I think a lot of people who want to go into games or like programming in general they have that barrier to entry that once you cross everything becomes so much easier
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that's basically what happened for me is that the first year I got into uni once that barrier was broken I started pretty much spending all my time instead of playing Dota I was just learning programming and so yeah basically the in my first year second year of university I think I saw the game that Ernani was working on, and uh, I had a mechanic idea for that game, and I sent him a message, and he didn't reply to me, so I implemented like the, the mechanic in Unity, and I just sent him the project, and I was like, hey, here, ch- check it out, it's there, just do it. And yeah, that's basically how we got in contact, and that's like the first time I started doing games professionally. Nice. Is... Yeah. Yeah.
0: So is uh, Fluffy Horde both of yours' first commercial
2: game? Mm more, more or less so so the, yeah yeah the, the other one had commercial intents okay. but but that that dude who was the other programmer he he died, he died. so oh. so yeah so, wow. so so yeah he died uh, yeah bad times out of tuberculosis yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible
2: yeah, it is and and and, and actually that's the reason why we did Fluffy Horde, you know, like, because the, the vibe to make the game just wasn't there anymore, you know, like, because yeah. there, it had so much of the other dude in it. And then there was, like, this game jam, and then we assembled the team that were doing this other game. It's like, hey, you know, let's try to make something else. And that's what we did. We did Fluffy Horde and, and because people really liked it, after the jam was done, you know, tons of positive comments, and, you know, like, Bash convinced me to, to go on with Fluffy Horde, you know, and that's what we did. We, like, there was a way to work through the grief yeah. of losing, losing him. JJ, it was his name.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, like, for, for reference, we, like, ernani has been working on the, you know, the previous game for about, I think, a year and a half, I want to say? Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah, around there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, at the time we made the Game Jam, we didn't really have the intention. We were still kind of trying to continue the previous game, but like he said, the mood was very much like, you know, not great uh, after his, his, you know, he passed away. So, uh, so we ended up making this game as like a Game Jam thing, and we we really enjoy, like when we were making, we were kind of joking around, like, oh, yeah, you know, what we should just stop with the other game and just you know do this instead, as as a joke. And the moment we, you know, we we're done with a two-day game jam, we were like, okay, let's work on it, give it, like, another week, and then post it online, like, on as a Flash game. And then we, you know, we were like, okay, let's give it another month, and then we would put it, you know, again on Newgrounds or something. And the month turned into, like, three months, which turned into, like, five months, which turned into, like, six, and, you know, now we're, like, three years later. <laughs> later. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... It literally, it, you know, the game has always been since we kind of made the game jam has always been like three months away from release. As in, we, <laughs> yes. we had the intention, but we always just got feature creep. Like, oh man, this is so cool. We should just do this one more thing. And yeah, yeah. Let's place a multiplayer in there.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That's that is awesome. Well, um, so you guys are are making Fluffy Horde, which uh, is coming out soon or has just recently released depending on when this podcast goes up uh, what have you guys spent the last three years making?
2: well that mm, this is interesting. the right now we are getting some reviews of, of the game and it's the blessing and the curse because nobody in these reviews um, can tell what the game is you know they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they always start the same ways like oh guys this is a hard one for me I don't know. What is the genre of this game? Because it has RTS in it, it has star defense in it, but it also has some puzzle-like mechanics to it. And so he, he, here's the thing. We, we didn't really know where we were going, and there were some, some very dark times that the game was completely broken. Um, in the early 2016, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was completely different because I think we nailed it during the jam. But then we we wanted to do to go a path and the game talks. I know it sounds like someone who has smoked too much weed, but the game does talk. And he goes like, hey, dude, I'm not going there. I'm not going. That's not me. You cannot put me in that dress. That's not me. So so, so, (laughs) that's what the game did. And and for three months, we tried to put him into that dress, but he he wouldn't fit. And by the dress, I'm talking about proc gen binding of Isaac-like. And and we were like in dark, dark times. Anyhow, so after we decided what the game was, and it, it was still... Uh, it, 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 like, he was talking like in a different way, it's like, all right, I'm that, but I also can be that. And, and by that, this and that, what I mean is that when you go through all the levels, sometimes you feel like you are, you know, in the highest of a Warcraft battle. But in, in another times, it feels like you are solving a poor um, level. And in another time, it feels like you're playing, you know, you're defending yourself against zombies, just like in Plant vs. Zombies. So it has um, tons of faces to it. And our job feels like, like answering your question in a short line, our job feels like it was trying to blend, to make everything blend, to make those transitions very smooth, you know, like from one to the other. So it, 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 so it doesn't feel like ads that you are, you know, going through, through different games um, in, a, in a very, you know, like hacky way. But it feels like very seamless, you know. It, it doesn't take you out from the experience. At least that's what we are, we're aiming for.
1: Long story short, we have no idea what we we're making. We were hoping that people would tell us in like a review or something. We're like, this is what your genre is. And then we we'll would be like, oh, yeah, that's obviously what we were making.
2: Yes, but,
1: yes. but like no one has been helpful so far. Everyone is like, I don't know what this is. And, yeah, yeah. and they complain. And like, you know, I, I have a couple of my friends who are like, this isn't, you know, exactly tower defense, RTS, whatever. And I'm like, okay, what is it? They're like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know either. I don't What do we do?
0: <laughs> okay. Well, so uh, for for anybody that has no idea what uh, you're talking about when when we're talking about the game, kind of what is the the core uh, gameplay loop? Like what, like what? I guess you know, it sounds like it, it changes from moment to moment. But uh, if you took just like thirty seconds or a minute out of the
1: game, kind of like mm-hmm. what what are you doing? Okay. I, I mean, the general overarching objective. You know, like, you know how Portal has like you know you have to find the exit and go to the exit. In our case, it's usually, you know... Uh, I mean, there are, like, four or five types of general objectives. Uh, for the most part, it's you have to kill all the bunnies in the map, or you have to, like, escort a unit safely through the map. Um, but, but I mean, the, the general... Everything pretty much revolves around the bunnies, which... But the thing is, there are so many mechanics... So There's so much going on around that, and that's what kind of defines the puzzles. So, I mean, long story short is you have... It's, uh, it's so hard to describe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you, you, the, the the simplest way to say it is that you have to, you know, you have to deal with the bunnies. Um, and you, but but you have bridges, and the game is all physical. It's very much physics based, and so so you can do things like you know you can fling the bunnies around with bridges, or you know you can attack them with soldiers with archers. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time describing it. <laughs>
2: it it's hard. It's hard, dude. That, that that's like uh, our weak spot. The that, the the thing is like when when those reviewers play, journalists plays it, and 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 that that that's usually the line. It's really fun, but I don't know how to describe it. So <laughs> we don't know, dude. Hopefully, you'll gotcha. play it. And you help us with it. <laughs> and, because it seems like it's a joke, right? Like, fuck, dude, those that have, have been making this game for three years and they don't know what it is. They don't know how to describe it. But it's hard. It it, it, yeah. it, it It's hard. It's really hard.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean... So, it, yeah,
1: sorry, go on.
2: I was just
0: going to say, so um, you kind of described it as, you know, it's got some tower defense elements in it, which usually, you know, you've got some enemies that are... Marching towards your base mm-hmm. or whatever, and you're putting up stuff to either slow them down or to kill them. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So I assume. So you're doing that in the game. What kind of stuff are you you laying down to uh, stop the bunnies?
2: There is tons of mechanics. There is um. There is like, for example, like a weird one. We have a time bender, a space bender, which is a magician. Says so. You travel between two dimensions, so you you're not really uh, stopping the bunnies. But if in the other dimension there is a a, a pit, maybe you you can get a perfect timing and change the dimension in the right time and kill them without the need of using soldiers. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, and we also have a, have a dude dressed as a carrot that can entice them to go <laughs> on the other play. direction. Yeah. What else, Mesh?
1: Um, I, I, I mean, in general, the most simple units we have are like things like soldiers and archers. That you, you, every unit has a flag in our game, and essentially what they do is they defend the flag. So if you put it, it's like the in Roman times, how you had the guys marching the flag, and people, you know the army would defend the flag, and so that that's basically how you control the game is you move uh, you know a unit's flag to a specific spot, and the unit will go to that spot, and if it can, it will fight around that spot. And the general game objective now that I you know now that I like remember your question, the, every round starts with uh, you know like a pre-game screen where you see the you see the level but the time you know isn't passing yet, and you make all your decisions and uh, you know so you you know you build your strategy and then you start playing executing that strategy. That's the puzzly aspect of it. The tower okay. defense aspect of it is that you have money. You have to you know you have farms that the bunnies will destroy. Uh, You know, they will eat your wheat, so you're not going to be able to farm. And the farms give you gold. And you can use that gold to buy soldiers and other units to defend your field. Uh, You know, the farms, or you can defend your windmill. Windmill is, uh, you know, an objective. So if you lose all your windmills, you'll lose the round. And the level, the the game is very much uh, based on rounds. It's like Angry Birds, where you have, you know, like 100 levels. And each individual level has its own objectives and side objectives, like stars. So... Uh, you know for example you can beat the game without losing any carrots so the bunnies can eat the carrots or you know without buying any farms so the tower defense aspect of it is the fact that you have to set up your field and you have to you have an economy where you have to trade you know invest in gold uh, in, in units that can give you gold and you have u- units that are you know that that are you know that you can use to stop the bunnies from eating your objectives um yeah uh, okay. yeah
0: um so what's the uh what's kind of the story uh behind all of this? Why are hyper breeding bunnies which the uh, website tells me there's like 200 billion billion of them uh <laughs> that are <laughs> coming after us? What what caused this? Why why are they attacking
2: us? All right. So the, this dude the, the shaman he he tried to fa- find a home for his, his bunnies, you know, and for himself. Just a little space, just a little land, and he went all over the place. He tried to talk to the elves, he tried to talk to the underground people, he tried to talk to the humans. But everybody kept on saying, you know, naughty shit to him, he's like, hey dude, your bunnies smell, you are too ugly, you're not blonde enough. And, you know, and he was like, fuck that, and, you know, like, I will take this by force. And that's how it all started, you know, refugees, you know, so, 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 so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, up to date with our, you know, daily life. Make, so, making yeah.
0: political statements with shamans yes, and bunnies. I like it. Yes, yeah, we're, uh, yeah. <laughs> we
1: this is a play on the modern, you know, <laughs> modern antagonization so, of, uh,
0: yeah. So, so it sounds like the shaman really got the the rough end of the stick here. But we're playing as the people that are defending against the bunnies.
2: Yes. So are are we playing the villains in this? It depends on your. It depends on your, you know, your point of view. Hillary or okay. Trump? Who knows? Who yes. <laughs> you knows? So
0: it's just more morally gray. You're, you're yeah, yeah. Every, okay.
1: everything, every, everything is it. gray. Like okay. uh, everyone hates the, you know, the the like, like the princess, the 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 unit that you have to keep protecting in a lot of levels. Everyone yeah. hates that. You know, like you very rarely like the people who you control. But you, yeah. you know, like no one is likable. Every, everyone is garbage <laughs> in this world. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
1: and yeah. yeah. I mean, you just got to do what you got to do.
2: Like the elves, for example. Like as soon as you buy him, he he, he goes. It, like he's very, how, how how can I say, he he he's
1: holier he, than thou.
2: Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's the best dude ever. He's like, and like, why am I doing this? You know, like like a elf killing bunnies. You know, like I, I should be defeating giants or something. So <laughs> you get a little bit a an, of each character. On personality, just like in Warcraft, when you move your units around, you, 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 you kind of, oh, all right. So I know these units is lazy. This one is like a warrior that fearless warrior. And, but yeah, at, at, at the end, that's how, how you guys say it. it. it's, it's a very gray area that you, you are not really rooting for either side because if once, in one hand, you are defending the kingdom, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, you are slaughtering bunnies. So it's, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So you mentioned uh, we've got multiple different races. We've got humans, elves, and underground. Are these mole people? Are they dwarves? Who are, who are the underground people? Or is that oh, a mystery to be solved? No, no, like great pygmies. question. Pygmies? Yeah,
2: they're, they're pygmies. <laughs> they, they used to live where the dwarves are. But now the dwarves are dead, and the pygmies have arrived.
1: The dwarves are actually giants in this world. Yes, <laughs> which is like a whole long story that we didn't end up exploring. <laughs> That's in the DLC. It's yeah. Yeah, it'll, exactly. it'll be you can eventually. see it in the backgr- You can see them walking in the background, but you know.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, so are the different races just different units uh, that you have to kind of? Uh, deploy and hoard off the, the bunnies, or are you playing as the different races, kind of at different cities and whatnot uh, throughout the, the games? Is there a, a story mode, or is it just kind of
2: challenge after challenge? It there, there, there is a little bit of story, um, and okay. in, in in the in the bubble speeches, in in the cinematics after you beat every boss, and um, but it's not story heavy. If you're looking for story heavy, you're looking in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the um, if, if I, I think the best comparison would be Warcraft. Like okay. you go you, you play different, and oh, I'm probably even better would the be Red Alert, where you play different levels, and then every every level that you play, there is something new. You get to know a little bit more about the story, a new mechanic. And as you progress, there is four chapters. Each chapter is one world. So you you meet um, the the world of the races you are playing with. It starts with the humans, and then it goes to it goes to the underground. Then it goes to the Alandian, that is the elfland, and then at mm-hmm. the last is the shaman, the shaman temple, and and. One thing about the story is that the races they, they didn't really like each other. So the, sh- the shaman was responsible in, you know, reuniting them. And sometimes they, they talk smack to each other because they are not very keen of each other. So once again, you know, um, gray area. So is the shaman bad, but he united the, pe- the, the, the nations? So, yeah, he has a little bit of that in there.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, to answer your original question, though, like, you you fight with all the army. Like, it's not like you fight as the elf alone, and then you fight as the, you know, you're the general commander who controls everything. And, you know, they talk smack to each other in, you know, in voices, but in general, they're they're just one team against the bunnies. Yes. Very cool.
0: Very cool. So, um, obviously, you've got the, the single player that we were just talking about. You guys mentioned that you added multiplayer to the game uh kind of what is that about what are are there multiple modes uh split screen online what what do we have going on there
1: um uh, like the multiplayer is something that you know we're we're, we're like developing and it's still going to be you know fleshed out uh, with more features as we go but the general concept is it's an online versus mode so it's 1v1 so the, the way it works is uh, i mean you've seen the trailer right um mm-hmm. So, so you have your field. It's, it's like a flat field, and behind it, the enemy has an identical level to your level. And uh, let's say this level has a windmill, and in general, you have to protect the windmill. That's your objective. So, what I can do is I can use my money either to defend my windmill or to attack you know, to spawn bunnies on your side of the field, on your field. So, uh, you know, I can spawn bunnies on your farms to hurt your you know economy, or I can spawn bunnies uh, near your windmill to you know to try to destroy your windmill and you have to choose whether to like invest in defense or offense and yeah it, it, again it's one of those things where it's a bit hard to describe but the general uh, as it is right now it's a versus mode we do have a couple of different modes where sometimes you have to escort a princess and the enemy you know has to try to kill you know your princess before she gets to the objective the yeah, or- power yeah the cow race where you have we both have cows and so the the, the general <laughs> thing about about the cow the cow is just afraid of bunnies so she doesn't move when there are bunnies next to her and uh, so you have to spawn bunnies you know keep bunnies around the enemy's cow so she doesn't move while protecting your cow from the enemy's bunnies
2: and what is the objective of the cow uh,
1: to get to the uh, Plant. Oh, that which, is also. Uh, which plant exactly? Uh, to get to a certain plant that is also, you know, a mother of said uh, We
2: we have this plant. It's called it's called the teary plant. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> and this plant spills milk in the cow. That's our objective: to get the cow to get some milk in her.
1: No, yeah that's what it is just human nature man
2: yeah human nature
1: Na- nature you nasty <laughs> see 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 this is the tough the humor that I have to deal with this is not a safe work environment <laughs> well th- this
0: this podcast is a safe environment so if you guys need to talk anything out I'm here to mediate uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I don't. I don't know where to go from there. I. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the, the. I. I know. I know a good segue. Excellent. <laughs> the multiplayer. We have a, a like a, a huge problem with it. A, a, you know, it's just like being 100% transparent. Um, the the thing is the you know as we talked already, it's very hard to find games like Fluffy Horde. And and because we are not really based on tons of convention, we, you know, it, it can be tricky to to get into it. Uh, and, but it's, it's fairly easy once, you know, you are done with the first three levels, you, you get the hang of it quickly. But the thing is, if you go straight to the multiplayer without playing the single player, because there is nothing like that out there, it, it, it can be... Super, uh, super tricky. For example, mm-hmm. if there is a fighting game that is releasing today, and um, and this fighting game, you know, you, do, you don't need much because you already play Street Fighter, you already play Tekken, you already play Mortal Kombat. You know how it plays out. You know, you know, jump, kick. You know the your usual stuff. Mm-hmm. And 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 th- now we are in these weird spots where we love. The multiplayer. I mean, I, I personally love playing the multiplayer of Fluffy Horde. And it, it's tons of fun. But the thing is, you need a certain baggage in order to appreciate it. You need to play a little bit of the single player in order to appreciate it. The, the, the YouTubers were all over the single player. And now we are trying to think what is the best strategy to, you know, start and people to get to play the multiplayer. So and, and also that th- that is one of the big question marks because we test a lot of the single player and we were very confident of how you know you'd be received and thank God it's being received well. And um, but the multiplayer it, it, it's just this mystery box. We don't know what's gonna happen. We like it, but we don't know if the general public will like it but if they do because there's tons of replayability in it it can really help in sales and and it can really help with coverage streaming and so on but yeah yeah that's the that's what is keeping me awake at night how people will receive the multiplayer
0: Mm. okay
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, this is not, like, a problem that's really specific to us. It's just, sure. you know, ima- imagine, like, any, you know, any any kind of game that has, a, you know, a different control scheme. When people get into it, they might be inclined to just go straight for the multiplayer. Like, if, you know, if you go straight to the multiplayer, you will just think it's a garbage game because you don't know what what, what the hell is going on, you know, right. like, and you will think it's, the you know, yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like you already said, a lot of the people that end up playing it end up hating it at first, but then they are very clear that it's way better than the single player because after they learn what's going on, after they learn what they need to do, they, they, you know, they legitimately enjoy it more than the single player because it, it, it's, it's very interesting and it's very chess matchy in a way because it has a, you know, it, it has a lot of mechanics that if you can guess what the enemy is going to do, you can get a great a big advantage. Um, so, 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 yeah, I mean, it's like, how, how do you teach people like, how, how do you convince people to take the time to play the single player before going to the multiplayer?
2: No, I think that the good metaphor for that, you know, like, someone just starts to know how to crawl, and now you want to teach them how to ride a bike. Riding bikes is way better than crawling, but, you know, yeah, the 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 whole transition is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, sure. I don't know if you know it, John, but we are asking for help here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, like I said, I can be a mediator, but I, I don't think I have any help <laughs> to give otherwise. <laughs> uh, so how? So obviously, you know, the, the multiplayer is still kind of a, a big question. Um, have you guys play tested it with a bunch of people? How or how have you tried to go about? figuring out the multiplayer has it just been more of like an internal process of you're just making what what you like or how how have you have you gone about designing multiplayer?
2: The Go go on go
1: Cool. Um like the multiplayer kind of very much like the single player it's gone through tons of iterations mm-hmm. where we make something that you know like me and Ronnie probably played the game for like 2000 hours or something crazy like that. So for us, you know, we, we like something really challenging. So we ended up making the multiplayer in the beginning something really challenging and obscure that nobody else enjoyed. So we kind of had to keep it – like, you know, and then we would give it to some people and they would test it and we would see what they like about it Mm -hmm. and what what they absolutely do not like about it. And we just take the stuff that they don't like out. Um, But I I mean – so, so so yeah, I mean it hasn't encountered the same amount of testing as the single player because testing the single player is easy. You just need you just send the build to someone and they test it out. With a mm-hmm. multiplayer, you need two people and you need two people who play it at the same level. Like if I you know if I get somebody to play with me, they might not enjoy it because there isn't the same kind of back. Like I don't know how two people who are new to the game would play against each other because they both you know there is a, it, it's a, a lot it's an order of magnitude more complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah uh, but I mean we, we it's not only internal testing, like we have a discord where we keep you know with a, you know a lot of people who keep helping us out and we keep inviting them to play games with us and seeing what they like what they don't like, and we base our decisions on those tests
2: yeah, but the, the reality is that um based on in comparison um, te- test wise it was prob- probably. 90% on the single player 10% on the multiplayer because he, he, here's the thing the the single player he, he has a, one thing that is very different you have to tailor the level in order to, to make it so The for example the levels that are puzzle oriented they need the click the revelation moments the moments that you feel like you're a genius that you can go like you know, lick my balls Steve cheap jobs. I am the smartest man alive. That, that type of feeling. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, John? <laughs> so so that, that, we can, like, we make it so, and then when people play it, and, and it, you see the sparkles in the eyes, you know, it's like, fuck, I did it. And then, all right, so cool. That's what I wanted. And then there's, like, checkbox. In the multiplayer, is a little bit different. Um, talking about FPS just like you're talking about in Halo earlier. So uh, let's say you're playing dozens of different maps in Halo. It, it, like, if, the, if the levels, rather, if the maps, they are okay, if they are not on, on your way, it's not going to be something that you're going to hate or like the game because of that. The the, the levels of the multiplayer is not like our, our biggest concern because they are good. They are, they, you know, we believe they, they don't need that much work, just like the single player levels. Our biggest uh, biggest problem, you, you know, it's getting people to to understand because we're pretty sure once they understand, then we will enjoy it. So 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 yes, and that that's why there wasn't this much testing.
1: On, on a multiplayer. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just to expand a little bit further, it's in the multiplayer, the people are the content. You know, yeah, like exactly. In the, in the single player, you're just playing against the level, and we have full control over what the level is. But right. in the multiplayer, the player himself is part of the content, and you have to structure it in a way where it's fair and it makes sense, and like you you, know, you, you can't predict all the outcomes because... How the other player behaves will kind of change completely how your your experience is going to be sure. Yes. yeah yes. So, so, I mean we can like you know we'll, we're obviously doing our best to make the multiplayer because I, like i we, we both feel like the roof for the multiplayer is much harder than the single player, you know the max possibilities, but the single player we know can at least be good. Yes. the multiplayer can be amazing but it can also just you know <laughs> you know it, it, it's just depending on how the enemy plays it just might might not be end up being just as good and the problem is every time we test with someone and now they understand the game we can't test with them again because they know the game so they, we you know we can <laughs> you yes. can't show the tutorial to a guy more than once so you, you, you know it it's so hard to like keep trying to find new people and uh, you know the t- testing it. It's just
2: he's it's inviting you to he, he's you to play it, John. He's <laughs> inviting you to, to find a body of yours, and it's like, hey man,
1: let's play some fluffy <laughs> hard multi. So I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it's an order of magnitude harder. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um. So,
0: uh, last question about the game is not necessarily about the game itself, uh, but you guys are partially funded by Humble Bundle. Yeah. And that's kind of a new uh, thing. We were talking about it before the show, uh, the game uh, Wizards of Legend was uh, published by them. How has the process been with Humble Bundle and what all have they kind of allowed you guys to
2: do? All right. So it was awesome. It was It was very, very good. They... They were always there for us, you know, like doubts. Because at a, at the a start of the process, it was like it's the first time that that we are um, being published, and you know, it's a b- first big game, and it was a little bit intimidating, you know, getting money overseas. But they they were very patient with us, and you know, it, it, it was a smooth tail smooth and hopefully the game will do very well and and maybe we'll be able to work with them again because it was you know no i i, I cannot remember of a single time that i was mad at them or that i felt that they were fucking with us no it, yeah. it, it, it was it was awesome
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's hard to even point out something negative. Like, we've, we've heard stories from developer friends where uh, you know, like, where the publishers kind of get into, uh, uh, you know, they, they get like, like, you know, they, they get in the way, as opposed to, you know, yeah. letting you do the best you can, and one of the best you know, one of the, our biggest concerns that have kind of been, like, they've just been amazing at, is just not trying to, you know, mess with the game. Like, they've never, you know, they give, they've given us a hundred like, total freedom to do whatever we wanted. I mean, that's how we got, you know, into this goofy, weird weird game, is, like, they never, you know, they, they never flagged anything. They never tried to, like, oh, are you sure about this? You know, they, they, they always gave us freedom to, you know, to do what we want. They never got in our way. They've always been super supportive about everything all the way through. So, yes.
2: yeah. Yes. And, and the best part is that, you know, the being able to... to do what you love. And, um, like, even though me and Bash are, are being, you know, very silly in this interview, may, maybe more than expected, um, the, that, that's something that tons of people never get, you know. Like, they, they start making a little game, and, but it, it never grows to a point where they can, you know, like, pump up their chest and say, it's like, I am a game developer. That's what I do for a living. And, and Humble Bundle allowed that for us. That's what we do 24-7. It, 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 it was awesome. It, it was a great marriage. Just like my marriage with Bash. It was an awesome one as well. I love it. You have, you have a
1: real wife, you know. You could have just used that as a reference.
2: <laughs> yeah. She's not, she's not at home right now. Thank God. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Alright, well, uh, we like to finish the show off by uh, doing a little session that we call The End Game. And these are more personal questions, so each of you uh, get to answer all of them. And the the first one is pretty simple. Who's your favorite video game character, whether it's hero, sidekick, or villain? uh, Whoever wants to go first.
1: Lettuce. Hands down, that's the the only right answer. Nice, I like it. (laughs)
2: Oh, Oh, damn, damn. You got me there. Hold on, hold on, let me think. Uh, <laughs> this, this is the one that comes to mind. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's a very, a very strong one. It's the Isaac from Binding of Isaac.
0: Hmm. Okay. Good. Good deal. All right. Um, moving on, if you could play any video game over again for the first time. So, all the feels that you got out of a game for the first time, uh, you don't have to worry about it aging poorly or anything like that. If you could play any game again for the first time again, yeah, uh, what would it be? Portal 2?
1: <laughs> I feel like there's a good theme here. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I think I would go with um, Age of Mythology with in a LAN party with my best friend. You know, like, yeah, that would okay. be the one.
0: You don't hear a lot of, about Age Mythology these days. You got Age of Empires and all the other ages, but Age of yeah. Mythology feels like it was, it was kind of lost uh, yes. to the ages.
2: Yeah. Do, 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 right. do you know another Age that you don't hear a lot, which is very... Uh, now it's getting back steam because of the tree. It's called Age of Wonders. Have you ever heard of Age of Wonders?
0: That sounds vaguely familiar, but uh, no, I'm not. That's not... It's
2: it's awesome. It's the most underrated game ever. Ever, ever, ever. It's, a, it's like one of the best games ever but I, I just don't know why it, it, you know, people don't care about it.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's always confusing why people don't care about good games. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so flipping the uh, do-over game on its head if you could just forget that a game existed or that you played it what would it be?
1: I'm, i I would go ahead and say Dota two, but I have like three thousand hours on Steam on that game, so I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> so are you just saying you want those three
0: thousand hours back? Is that what? Yes, it's <laughs> like ninety full days, twenty four hour days
1: that I could waste on a different game.
2: <laughs> I, I, I I think I will go with like in the same in the same path the best did. And Overwatch, Overwatch was the game that <laughs> consumed me, it, it, you know, like, it, it made me really chubby, you know, like, uh, and I, I learned a little bit from it, but it wasn't like this major learning experience, it was just me on the couch, on my underwears, not taking a shower for two days straight, so yeah. But I loved it, I loved it, but it, 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 it just was a waste of time, beautiful waste
1: of yeah. time. Uh, to be clear, Dota 2 is a great game. Like, uh, it's, it, I mean, yeah, it's a great game, I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah no, I like it, it's, it's a good answer. All right, um, what is a trend in video games that you really like and wish that you saw more of? whether it's a mechanic or just uh, a genre or whatever the case may be. What's something in video games that is not prolific enough?
1: I feel like I'm going to be stealing Nanny's answer here, and uh, it's the One Hour Life. Have you seen that game? Yeah. Are you aware of that
0: game? Uh, well, uh, I've seen – wait, One Hour Life. No, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, the game
1: Minute, where you have like a, a – It's playing game at a minute it's, at a time.
2: It's pretty it's close. It's similar.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the one hour life uh, I mean I I haven't actually played it yet. I'm kind of waiting class for the release. <laughs> but like uh, what w- what it looks like to me, I mean the the, so the, the pitch for it is that you live a, an entire life in an hour. Hmm. And the moment you start the game, you you get born uh, uh for, like for another you're another player's baby and the other player has to take care of you and until you grow up enough to be able to take care of yourself and the other player will also die, you know, after his hour is done. I, I I don't know. I I just I watched the trailer and just blew my mind. This is like super fascinating for me. I don't know if it's if it's the implementation as well. I don't know if it's like actually a good game, but the the pitch for it just is very good.
0: So is is it a multiplayer where the other players is yes. a, a real person? Oh, that's that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean you're like someone else's baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay. And, and once you die, like you know, you leave your mark on the world and you die, you leave, you can't come back to the server. So you know, you can improve the world and you can advance the society that you live in in that one hour, and then you move on. Like, it's... Yeah, I I, I highly recommend, like, watching the trailer. It's,
2: yeah, it's it's very interesting. Okay. Nani? Cool. Um, Yeah, I was thinking of that. Uh, It it makes me... It it, makes me furious I wasn't the one who created that game. (laughs) So, uh, mine... I don't know if it's a train or not, but it, it, it's something that I, I hope to, to see more. Have you ever played Spelunky, John? Mm-hmm. All right. Do, do you know how in Spelunky everything connects? Like, for example, you are able to destroy the diamonds. And in every single game, the diamonds are the things you pick it up, and they don't interact with nothing else. But in, in Spelunky... Everything connects to everything else there that there, there is this uh, this system of um, how can I say unexpected events because of that, which brings a beauty to to the game that I, n- I never seen before uh, people just um, have conventions on on how things are and they they, they, they they just wing it they don't care you know like. I, I, I'm going to give uh, an, another example. The the web in, in, in Spelunky, when you you go through the web, your your character is slower, and just like in, a, in any other game, but if you shoot your boomerang in any other game, your boomerang goes right through it, but in, in Spelunky, your boomerang sticks to the web. So that type of thing... I think, Derek, you did an awesome job. I I loved it. And for some reason, people didn't pick it up. I don't remember seeing much of that in other games, and that's something that I think should be explored more.
0: Okay. That sounds good. Uh, I I love it when all systems kind of interconnect like that. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely cool. I think it's just one of those things where it just takes... So much more time to be able to make everything work together with everything else. Uh, but it's always a treat when it does.
2: Yes, yes, totally.
0: So, uh, again, kind of flipping that question on its head, what is a, a trope that you wish would either just go away entirely or at least be lessened and not be
1: around so much? Um, I mean... I feel like this is a very stereotypical thing. This day. I mean, it's not really a trope that I dislike, but uh, I feel like battle royale, and not specific, like not specifically the idea. Of, I love the idea of battle royale. I feel like it's it's genius that you only need you know you have a hundred players, but all pretty much fifty percent of them die within two minutes, and they move on to the next match. I think that's pretty cool. But yeah. I, I I I feel like. People aren't mixing it up uh, anymore. They're all they're, like they're all converging into kind of the same game, where yeah. every game kind of takes all the good parts of every other game, and then they end up being all the same. Sure. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. That's I, I, I don't really have a good answer to that question. No, I feel like when, that's I a problem with, the with, thing. with a lot of games. Yeah, no, just yeah. the like
0: the homogeneity of so many games, where the, so many things just become similar.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, I, 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 I feel like there's a big opportunity there. It's just, uh, I, you know, I feel like I, I just wish people took more risks in, in the. I mean, may, maybe there are people uh, games taking risks; they're just not as known as the ones who don't. But sure, yeah, I don't know.
2: All right, what about you, Ernani? Um, the I think the idea of in not um, all right. So there is the, there is a path. There you can find money on, like, um, for example, like RimWorld. There is a game there. I forgot the name. I think it's, it's School Academy something, which is uh, it's very similar to RimWorld. It's very similar to Prison Architect, which basically are reskin and and people get those games and, and, and you know those successful games and they just you know do a reskin of them. Which is cool, you know. Like you don't need to do new mechanics; you just change a thing here and there, and there you have it. A new game. I don't know, thirty, forty thousand dollars, and and you you hadn't to think much. And it's not it's not a trope, but it's it's more like a a behavior. And I, and I hate that. I I hate that. You know, you can see in our game that that we tried really hard to push the envelope, to to you know bring something new. And um, maybe too new, actually. And, and but I think that's what other studios should be trying to do, you know, like um, surprise people with new stuff. It it kind of revolves around the same thing, but say you know it, it's just boring when. It, it, that's why I got off on advertisements because I didn't want to do the same thing, the same soulless thing over and over again. I want to bring something new. And um, uh, yesterday I was re I was um, taking a look at this lecture where this dude was saying that game devs are the new uh, shamans of this era, and and I was thinking about that. I was like, all right, cool, I I I can get behind that, but y- you kind of lose your shaman powers if you're just copying shit. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, like. I think a I thing that happens with a lot of people after they finish games, which is you know, very, it might have you know, we can be all holier than thou now, but who knows what happens once we actually are done with the game. But I mean, it, it's hard. Like uh, when you first start with games, at least I can only speak for us. We, you know, there was a lot of soul. Like a lot of the most creative things in our game have been done in the first year or so when we were like super pumped about it. But the, you know, as you get closer to finishing a, a game, it's you lose a lot of that and. It's hard to like, uh, you know, it, it's scary. You kind of want to, uh, to take a risk again. And, you know, I can tell you it's going to be hard for us in the first few months to go back to that taking a risk and trying something new entirely. Uh, you know, trying something new that you don't know if it's going to work or not. And, yeah, I mean, just, you know, the whole taking, uh, yeah, yeah. I but don't, don't, know. Don't, don't, don't you think there is
2: tons of people out there that they don't even try? There is yeah. no risk.
1: Yeah, but honestly, I mean, maybe just because of my current mood and you know all the pressure that's that's going on around release, it feels like it's hard to try. Like, trying is easy when you're, you know, when you're kind of in the right mood. Trying is easy. But if you're, you know, I I, I think just for a lot of developers, after they're done, like, uh, you know, some people that you hear about, like an indie game, the movie and stuff, where they succeed, and then doing the next thing is scary because you have to out, do the, you know, if you succeeded on your, like, you know, you're taking it to a prison architect. I'm just putting myself in the shoes of those developers who just did this super big thing, and now they have to kind of do something that's, you know, that's even bigger than it. And if they took a risk, it might end up not doing well. I don't know.
2: I, I, I think it goes back to, to your mindset, because uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, in-game the movie, and the very Edmund Macmillan was saying that after he did uh, Super Meat Boy because he had tons of cash and he, he, he was like in these risk-free environments and he went on to do these crazy games about a naked baby and surrounded <laughs> by shit and, and, yeah, yeah. and, and you know it, it's, it, and, and one thing that he was sure about it, it was that he was he never tried to trump his previous his previous title yeah. and I think that's, that should be the mindset, you know, like you're not yeah. trying to trump anything, you you're trying to just, you know, like, I don't know, like, express yourself. And, and yeah, it, but, but yeah. I do agree. It, it is hard. I,
1: I, I, can, I can get that. I can get behind yeah. that.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, I, I think that's a, a great aspiration. And I, I think, I don't know, it just has to do with the, the video game industry being a, uh, you know, a part of this world and a, a money-making thing that, you know, people survive off of. So, like, there are people that get blessed and... You know, it can be like Ed McMillan and just be free to make whatever they want to next. But then somebody, if they're, if your first project's not super successful, mm. and then you just need to make something new to make ends meet, that, you know, it can become more of a grind. So, I don't know. I I think it's... You know, I, I think everybody should always try to make something new and not just one-up themselves. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you've got people that can't do that in a sense. So... Uh yeah. you know I I think that's one of the great things about the the indie market becoming such a kind of being at such a prominent place where it is now where you've got people that, you know, they can get tired of making AAA games and go to the indie space mm. and make something that's a lot less stressful. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to spend five years making the game and then it doesn't have to sell five bazillion copies for you just to make ends meet and then you start making the next thing for five years. You can make something in a couple of years. You can, you know, make a modest amount of money that sounds like a lot and actually is for you because you've got a smaller team. And then you can go on to make something new and completely different.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, do keep in mind that, you know, we have a lot of expenses. Like, our nanny owns 10 cats that he has to feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was telling me about those. Um, Did beforehand. he? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Every 15 minutes while we're talking, I, I don't even know how it didn't happen yet. He's like, oh, there's a cat on the door. Hold up. He has to go and like, I don't know what he does with his cats. Puts it back in the room.
2: <laughs> the, it was because I was in the kitchen. I was around them. So I was, I'm in the office now. But yeah, yeah 10 cats. A oh, lot that's, of love. That's
0: uh, all right. So next question: uh, If you could try any other profession, uh, no holds barred, no restrictions, no risk—if you could just try anything else, what would you want to do?
1: Um, I mean, for me, again, not 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 knowing anything about the, you know, not knowing enough about the field itself, just that's throwing fine. it out there. That's, um, that's what this m- is for. <laughs> uh, m- like y- using machine learning to uh, control robotics to control robots. Um, okay. I, like this is something that I've been fantasizing. I mean, I've even talked to Renani about this. Like something that I've been fantasizing about doing for a very long time now. I feel like, again, I don't really feel like I know enough about these things. I mean, like I know enough about machine learning and robotics, and I kind of have ideas of how to mix them, but I've just never had the time to put it in. And I feel like, especially with OpenAI, like you hear about—I don't know if you heard about OpenAI—and they did this thing, the robots that play Dota but some of their you know they they beat the world champions in Dota 2 which is a very complicated game um but they also do a lot of things you know in the physical world like bringing machine learning to you know teach a hand how to like uh, uh, flip a bubble like i feel like there is so much interesting stuff there i don't know if i'll ever be able to do it or if it's too hard for me to even get into it but i feel like that's something where i fantasize about you know trying out cool yeah,
2: yeah i well, mm, I I think I like I found my calling, with yeah. making games. The that's uh, like I'm I'm 100% uh, happy with that. But if for some reason like oh you cannot make games anymore, you have to do something else. Um, the UN
1: banned all games.
2: <clears throat> yes, uh, m- maybe um, writing scripts or. Movie director, maybe.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm big fan of movies. Big fan of Tarantino. Since you know, since I was a kid, I watched tons of movies. And and if, there were, if that becomes banned as well, and I'm <laughs> in this in this parallel universe, um, I, that's not a joke. That's not a joke. It's tripper.
1: I was about to get a sponsor.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, the because. I,
1: that's
0: too nasty, but, yeah, it's
1: per year. Really uh, I like it. Yeah, but I mean, in the three years of Nurnani, he's never, like, I, I, I've kind of jumped back and forth in how much I want to do games. He's never, like, that's always been the thing that he's always wanted to do. Yes, yeah, It's, yes. it's cool to be there. Uh,
0: okay, so the, uh, the last question here. Uh, you get to the end of your life, and you get to heaven. You find out heaven is actually... The Mushroom Kingdom from Mario. Well, what well. is the first thing that you do?
1: I'd have a mushroom. I could jump higher. <laughs> all right. I like
2: it. All right. All right. All right. Um, all right. All right. ride Yoshi. And yeah? Okay. Right, Yoshi. I, I Like, that. not that everyone's drink to ride Yoshi, fly on Yoshi's back. Looks pack. like a very
1: uncomfortable ride. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say it.
2: Yeah, And he had a long tongue. Yeah. It's right
1: there.
0: <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, no. Excellent. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for, for sitting down with me and talking about Fluffy Horde. I wish you the best as you finish up the game and get it out there into people's hands if you could send this out by letting our listeners know where they can go uh, to find out more info about the game and where they can
2: uh, pick it up. All right. So you can go on our website, and There is our Discord, social media. You can find everything there. You can buy the game over on Steam or Humble Bundle. Um, everything everything, uh, seems like that we're going to be porting to Switch but that's not, that is still in the idea field and also uh, we are very easy to access you know, if you, if you can go on Twitter or Facebook and add us we will talk to you we are not that rich yet but be quick because the game is releasing tomorrow so you never know
1: um yeah and thank you so much for having us Like this was a, this was a lot of fun it was a good break it's been yes. stressful times it's been nice to just talk
0: I'm glad well it was great yeah. having you guys on the show again awesome. and uh, like I said I uh, wish you the best as you uh, finish up the game and, and get it out there